What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the information for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler St. Jean. Tonight, I am joined by my co-host, Brandon Duff, Nick Frazier, and Maddie Kimum. And guys, All-Star break is now in the rearview mirror. We had the Home Run Derby, the All-Star game. Uh, you know, the second half of the season will be starting up on Thursday night this week. Let me bring in my first co-host here, Brandon Duff. How are we doing? Doing good, man. Uh, like you said, baseball starts tomorrow, so I'm just excited to get back after it. We had a few days off. Um, enjoyed the, the All-Star weekend. But, yeah, I'm just uh, excited to, to get back to baseball. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm doing fantastic. I'm enjoying the break. Uh, from baseball, I, I haven't had any stress. I'll deal with with all the, uh, you know, strate- strategizing throughout the week. I'm kind of – I'm actually in a matchup with you. Another long matchup, Brandon. It's, yeah, I know. It's been, it was, it's it been a rough – it was a rough start for me. It was a rough start for me, and uh, I haven't really been able to catch up. And I think I'm just going to lick my wounds and try to move on. But – I don't know. I don't know how the weekend's going to shape up to be, but I'm I'm still looking forward to it. I'm looking I'm looking forward to the twilight hour, so to speak. Maddie, what's going on, man? Hey, yo, boys! You. Very excited for tonight's show. We have uh, something I am going to very much enjoy doing tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk baseball with you boys, and you know, the the break was nice, but let's get back to battle. I'm with it. Yeah, let's do this. Let's get right into the show because, like Matt, Maddie just said, very, very interesting show tonight. It's going to be an award show episode. But before we get into that, Brandon, let's hit the uh, listeners here with some news and notes during the All Star break, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, um, Jacob Degrom simulated game was pushed from Tuesday to Thursday after he felt mild muscle soreness in his right shoulder. Uh, that was on Sunday. Chris Sale underwent surgery on his fractured left pinky finger on Monday. Frankie Montas will rejoin the athletics rotation on Thursday in the second game of their doubleheader. That's against the Tigers. The Angels placed Mike Trout on the 10-day injured list with left ribcage inflammation. That was over the All-Star break. Tyler Molly is set to rejoin the Reds rotation on Sunday against the Cardinals. That's from a shoulder injury. And Spencer Torkelson was sent back down to AAA Toledo. Yeah, hopefully he figures out his swing. He takes some good at-bats down there. You know, some people are talking about Mr. Torkelson as a bust already, but, you know, I think it's a little early in his career to be labeled that, and uh, he's not up for an award tonight. So with that said, you know, the SBs are on ABC tonight, I believe, and, you know, why tune into that show when we got the GSFS podcast, boys, giving you the first award show where we're all your hosts, and we will present you the nominees. With that said, you guys ready to get into it? Let's do it. I wish no. we had some cool music, some nice little orchestra I know, music, you know? Some that, dun, 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 some dun. Dun. <laughs> that's, you know that's, that's a little football-y, but I do like it. Yeah. That's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> or like some, uh, you know, just some music like they play when someone's walking up to the pot, you know, the, the podium to present the award. But um, here we go, guys. Let's get started off. And these awards are solely uh, based off of the baseball season up to this point. 
July 20th, the Wednesday, you know, after the All-Star break. And we got six awards here tonight. So let's get right into it. Our first award is going to be for a sleeper. Sleeper player uh, on the offensive category, so a hitter. So with that said, let's get right into our nominees. Brandon, who's the first nominee for sleeper hitter of the MLB season up to this point? The first nominee is Julio Rodriguez from the Seattle Mariners. Um, he was the 91st outfielder taken, 318th player off the board overall. Um, in 91 games so far this year, he's got 16 home runs, 21 steals. Um, had a first, slow first month, but he's kind of came out the gate strong after that. Um, he's been, you know, he's brought the power and speed, both those things you're looking for in, in fantasy baseball. Um, he's one of only five players with 20 or more steals. And he's the only player of that group with more than double-digit home runs. Ooh-wee. And the next nominee, Matty Kiwum. The no- next nomination for the sleeper of the first half, Luis Arise from the Minnesota Twins. He's batting 338. He's on pace for career highs and run plus RBIs. He's already set a career high in home runs. He's getting one for eight WRC plus. He has shown insane play IQ with a 1.32 walk minus, uh, walk by K rate in a 2.9 swinging strike percentage. He's a top 50 player on Fantasy Pros' player Raider. Big time leap because in uh, the preseason, you're getting him at round 26, 317 overall. He has been a points league monster. He's got 339. He ranks top 10 in first base, second base, third base, and outfield. And that's right. He's got position versatility, which is a nice little cherry on top for Luis Arise, nominee for sleeper of the first half. All right, Nick Frazier, let's get into our third nominee. Brandon Jury of the Cincinnati Reds on the season. He's batting 278. He's got 56 runs, 18 homers, 52 ribbies, two stone bases. And um, the guy has, I'm sorry here, I didn't write this down for whatever reason. He's a top 25 hitter right now uh, overall in the season points-wise. Um the guy's been crushing it, and uh, you know, some say it was a hot streak. All his underlying metrics have been pretty good. It, it, it's sustainable, and you know, hopefully, it keeps it up in the second half. But he's been one of the better finds, and he was essentially free because I don't think anybody ever drafted him or thought he was going to be anything. So, sleeper hitter, Brandon Drury. My man, Drury. <laughs> and our final nominee for this award, Wilmer Wilmer Flores from the San Francisco Giants. Back in April, he was going around right around an ADP of 400 in drafts. Right now, Wilmer Wilmer I'm struggling with the name here. Wilmer Flores is currently top 60 hitter in points leagues. He's batting a little over 250 with 13 home runs and 51 RBIs. Mr. Flores uh, is a long shot in this award, but you know he's definitely deserving to be nominated for this prestigious honor. With that said. Brandon Duff, can you hand me the envelope, please? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Drum roll, please. The GSF podcast has determined that the winner of the sleeper hitter so far, the 2022 MLB baseball season, goes to Julio Rodriguez from the Seattle Mariners. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Very deserving. Absolutely deserving. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was going, you said, after pick 300? Correct. And now he's looking like a potential first-round draft selection. And if he can improve that K rate, get it below, you know, 22%, <sighs> stud. All right. Congratulations, Julio. Let's get right into our next award here. We're going to keep it with the sleepers, but this time we're going to the hill, going to the mound. We're going to be looking at nominees that are up for the sleeper pitcher of the first half of the 2022 MLB season. Brandon Duff, give us our first nominee for this award. The first nominee is Miles Mikolas of the St. Louis Cardinals. He was drafted as the 177th pitcher off the board, 402nd player overall. Um, he's got 120 innings pitched on the year. That's third, third most in baseball, 2.54 ERA, a 0.96 whip, another top mark in baseball with the whip there. Um, his K percentage isn't like through the roof, 19%, but he keeps walks low. He's just kind of, he's done it this year for the Cardinals. Uh, he's got seven wins as well. And he's, he's gone six or more innings pitch and 13 of 19 starts. And he's, allowed three or less earned runs in 17 of 19 starts. Miles Miklas is the first nominee for the Sleeper Pitcher Award. All right, Maddie Keeblum, give us our next nominee. Okay, so I would like to – well, the next nomination will be Spencer the Stash Strider. He was relatively undrafted. That is because he was taken, if at all, uh, according to Fantasy Pros ADP data. don't know how they got this, but 766. What a deep league that would have been. Anyway, Spark eligible, so RPSP, great for points leagues. Since sliding into the starting rotation, 530. He's got a 3.42 ERA, but a 2.42 XFIP, showing he's pitching pretty well, and there's also some metrics that further display how good he's been. 37.4 K rate, 28.2 K minus walk rate. He has a 15.1% swinging strike percentage. That is the fourth highest since uh, May 30th. He's already a top 12 RP in Roto. He has 216 points, which is sixth highest out of relief pitchers in points league formats. You got him for free, and now he's uh, a must roster. That's why... Spencer Strider is a nominee for Sleeper of the Year or Sleeper of the First Half. All right, Nick Frazier, our next nominee, please. Our next nominee is going to be my man, Tony Gonsolin. Uh, he's pitched well this season. Uh, outperformed his uh, expected stats up until this point. He had his worst start right before the All-Star break, but he's still 11-0. He only got 86 Ks. But he's still rocking a 202 whip. He's still got a sub one, I mean, a, a 202 ERA, still rocking a, a sub one whip. He's uh, good for 279 points on the season. So, somebody you got pretty late in drafts, maybe you just took him as a shot in the dark to uh, finish out your pitching side of your roster. Uh, he's turned it up and probably been one of your better pitchers, depending on how the rest of your staff work. And he's probably come through for you. In categories, too, as far as a whip and ERA is concerned. So, Tony Gonsolin and wins. Sleeper right. pitcher. Our uh, final nominee, going along with Spencer Strider, is another Atlanta Braves pitcher, Kyle Wright. Uh, back in April, very late round pick or went undrafted in many, many leagues. Up to uh, 
that point in his career. He's had a career ERA of 6.56 before the season started. He's now sporting a 2.95 ERA with a whip of 1.05. Also has over 100 strikeouts on the year. And just like Mr. Gonsolone mentioned, he has 11 wins on the season. All of these guys, very deserving of the award. But Matty Kewon, let's hand me the envelope, please, to see who the GSFS podcast determined as the pitcher sleeper so far this season. Thank you for the envelope, Mr. Kewon. Drum roll, please. The winner of the sleeper pitcher goes to Kyle Wright of the Atlanta Braves. All right. Kyle Wright. Pitching great. What do you, what do you guys think of Kyle Wright in the second half? Uh, I slow down a little bit. Slow think he down. can slow down a little bit more. <laughs> I do too. I don't think he's going to keep it up. He's he, going to he fall out of that. His last few starts, he looked good though. So it's like a little bit of a roller coaster ride there. But overall, he looks good. Yeah, you're not complaining about Kyle Wright's output in the first half. And I think unless you get blown away with a trade offer in fantasy, you're going to go ahead and hold on. All right. Moving on to our next award here. We're going to go into the bust category. This is not an award uh, any of these players want to be nominated for or win. But Mm -hmm. here we are giving them an award. So we're going to go to the hitters first. So we have a bust hitter up to this point of the season. Brandon Duff, let's give us our first nominee for hitter bust of 2022 up to this point. Man, we've talked about a lot here on the GSFS pod. Um, Sal Perez, Kansas City Royals, first catcher off the board, 29th player overall. Um, so far in the year, he's got a 211 average, 11 home runs, 25 runs, 34 RBI, no stolen bases. Um, it was all based off one year. Well, he's always been a good catcher, but his 48 home runs last year, was the most of his career he's never hit 30 in a season before that and then all of a sudden we're drafting him as a top three round player and here he is on the bus list he's our first hitter bus candidate all right maddie keemum who's our next nominee i would like to say one thing real quick if sal prez is in fact nominated wins the nomination i think brandon should give the the speech there he has been touting the <laughs> shortcomings of sal prez all season Okay. But we'll have that winner here in a second. You heard it. Brandon Duff will accept the award if Sal Perez <laughs> yeah. wins. Definitely. So Matty Keelum, who's the next nominee? Uh, the next nominee for bust in the first half is Nick Castellanos of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, he's slashing 251, 297, and 376. Nothing to get excited about. He has a career low 124 ISO. He's got a 17.3 swinging strike percentage, which is a career high. And my man used to strike out a lot. Not good. He's got his worst barrel percentage, 7.6%, and hard hit percentage, 35.1 since 2015. That's his rookie season. 238 points. That gives him uh, outfielder 48. And he's actually down outside of the top 100 on the player radar. He's actually at 103. He's below guys like Harold Ramirez, Austin Hayes, and Isaiah kind of Falefer. Not what you expect expected when you used a round four or five pick on Nick Castellanos. And that is why he is a nominee for the first half bust for hitters. All right. Nick, let's go to the next nominee here. So the next nominee is going to be Wander Franco. On the year, uh, He's hitting 256. He's got five homers, 23 ribbies, five stolen bases. A lot of it's due to injury. 
uh, and he's going to be out for a while now. But the draft capital he used on him, second round, third round pick, I, I believe, anywhere from that two to four range, uh, based on the potential he had, which, you know, I wouldn't blame me if you took him. But uh, he really he started off hot and then he just sort of hit a wall, whether that was due to his uh, nagging injuries or not. I mean, I guess we won't really know. Uh, he came back from an IL stint and he just wasn't doing much for you. So. Where you got him, uh, he hasn't really come through with what you were hoping for. And, you know, it's more of a hope he turns it on next year and, you know, you can acquire him then maybe for a cheaper price. But Wanda Franco, bust. Candidate. All right. Bust candidate of 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Our final candidate nominee for this award will go to Joey Gallo of the New York Yankees. Coming into the season, everyone expected uh, his batting average to be low, but, uh, you know, batting 164 paired with just 11 home runs, uh, just not cutting it, just not good right now, especially when Yankee Stadium is your home ballpark. Uh, I personally had Joey Gallo at over 40 home runs this year. That was my prediction, and it looks like he won't even come close to that number at this rate. So Joey Gallo is rounding up our list here of uh, the candidates and the nominees for – 2022 MLB bust hitter of the first half. Uh, Nick Frazier, if you'd like to give me the envelope, please. I will announce the winner. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Looks like 2022 bust hitter of the season so far will go to Salvador Perez. The Kansas City Royals. So, Brandon, you had mentioned this award. So, uh, here you go. I'll hand the trophy over to Brandon, and you can give a quick speech right now on, on Sal Perez. Yeah. And even though he's on, you can't use the IL as an excuse for him either. 161 games in his 31 year old year. I mean, that's on the table. The injuries were on the table as well. So, Sal Perez, if you're feeling like you got I mean, a I'm not crazy. cloud over your Bra- head, it's Brandoff's fault. 29th overall, that's that was absurd coming into the year. It was. Oh, yeah. I, there was I, no way I was paying those prices. I took him in a draft and mm. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. I will I will say move. I did eight best ball teams on fan tracks and I have Castellanos on four of my teams. So you win some, you lose some. I, I know what you were saying taking Castellanos and Brian Reynolds is like a little that, you know those, back, those are my back two punch. Those are my two drafted ADP guys. Brian Reynolds hasn't been too too bad, and that Castiano's making me look like a clown. He he was <laughs> Brian Reynolds. If you took Castiano's and Brian Reynolds, you were really struggling early on in the season. Brian Reynolds seemed to have turned it on before he kind of yeah. just got a random uh, back spasm IL thing or whatever the hell it was, or or uh, oblique strain, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he turned it on for you. Castiano still has done nothing, so. All right. Everybody was a candidate in their own right. They have, they have their reasons. Mm, no doubt about that. Let's uh, move on to our next award and talk about four guys who don't want to be mentioned for this award either. We're going to stick with the bus category, but this time we're talking about pitchers. So we're looking at the first half bust pitcher of the season. Brandon, our first nominee, please. Yeah, Blake Snell, San Diego Padres. He was the 43rd pitcher off the board, 112th player overall. Um, he's coming off a strong 2021, well, a strong finish to his 2021 season. And then right out the gates, first start in April, missed. 
didn't make his first start till May 18th. Um, he's started 10 games since then, only averaging five innings per start, 5-2-2 ERA. Um, his K percentage, almost 30%, but he's also walking guys at a, almost a 14% clip. You know, I think I've heard Blake Snell, people talking about he's droppable at this point. So Blake Snell is the first nominee for the pitcher bust of 2022. All righty, Matty Keeboom, our second nominee, please. The next nominee for bust of the first half is the White Sox relief pitcher, Liam Hendricks. Um, this is for sure a nominee that was based on Roto League formats because people were literally building their rosters around getting what they called locked in saves early. That's why he was going anywhere as early as round three, round four. He had an average ADP of 40.5. He's only ninth in saves. His ratios are still good, and he could have a second half, but this is a first half reward. He's RP25 in Roto and RP20 in points. That is causing teams who drafted him this early to have to deal with razor-thin margin of error. They had to draft well. And they've been behind the bullet in terms of saves in Roto Leagues. And uh, that is why Liam Hendricks is a nominee for a first-half bust of 2022. All right, Nick, our third nominee for pitcher bust. Uh, Third nominee for pitcher bust is going to be Walker Bueller. Uh, He was – I mean, this year he got hit with the injury bug. But before that – he uh, he started off. He's one of those guys started off strong, but he, he's kind of getting mixed results after the first few starts of the season. Uh, he wasn't pitching up to his uh, f- third to fourth overall pitcher taken in many drafts. Um, he's a, typically a first, second, uh, late first, early second round pick, uh, and you know he hasn't other than the first little stretch of the season there. He hasn't done much for you, and now he's pretty much useless because he's on a 60-day guy. So, Walker Bueller, 2022 bust nominee. All right. The fourth and final nominee will go to Trevor Rogers, Miami Marlins. There was lots of buzz coming into this season because last year Trevor Rogers actually looked pretty excellent. Uh, beginning of the year, an ADP right around 24 to 25. So, he was a top. 25 starting pitcher uh, going in drafts and up to this point of the year, Trevor Rogers has an ERA a little under five and a half, only 78 strikeouts, which he looked like a power pitcher last year, not getting it done there. And he only has four wins on the season. Not the way that Mr. Rogers is hoping that uh, this season would go for him. Brandon, can you hand me the envelope, please? We'll announce the winner. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Drum roll, please. And the winner is, before I tell you the winner, just want to point out that this was the highest percentage uh, winner. So uh, it was mostly a landslide here. We all agreed uh, unanimously on the winner here. And the winner is Mr. Trevor Rogers. And the biggest winner means he is the biggest loser. (laughs) I do want to ask you, fellas, this, though. Uh, it's an overall uh, viewpoint of a bus candidate. Do you knock a guy for getting hurt? Is that the player's fault, or is it the team builder's fault for getting unlucky? How do you guys view injuries 
as 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 a reason for a bust? Um, I mean, because I view it, I take it into consideration. I mean, obviously you can't predict them, but if you take a guy like Walker Bueller with your first or second round pick, that's a big loss. And that production you would be expecting to get from him. Even when he even when he wasn't hurt, he 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 was hurting you. Trevor Rogers is a guy he hasn't been hurt, and he Walker Bueller has done better than him. So <laughs> and he hasn't played as many games. So I don't know. I do take it into consideration because depending depending on when you took him, it's a high value guy that ends up getting the injury bug and he isn't producing for you, doing anything for you for any extended amount of time, then yeah, I, I'd say he's a bust. Yeah, I mean I, it sets you back either way, injury or not, right? Yeah. Makes sense. I, I'll go the other way on that though. I don't I would I don't really like putting the label of bust on a guy who's is unable to perform. Like it's not really fair in that case. Like he's not they're not out on the field. It's not necessarily a bust. You could say it, it, it turned into you know a tough pick or a bad pick, a rough pick, depending on injury history. Now I know this is a baseball show, but if someone picks Christian McCaffrey first overall again next year and he goes down with another injury. I can, you can come close to calling yeah. it a bust because it's like you should have shied away from the guy at this point. But you know, if a guy gets an injury for the season, sometimes you you just can't help it. Like things happen, man. Everyone's going yeah. 100, 100 miles an hour out there on the field, and, and and injuries do happen. So you can't really label them a bust, in my opinion. By, by, Byron Buxton would be a guy like if you drafted him high and he ended up getting hurt again, and yeah, that's that's a bust, but. I think I also put bust. If a guy is producing and, and he's killing it and he's crushing the ball or he's, or he's just, you know, uh, just dealing as a pitcher and then he gets hurt or some kind of freak accident or, you know, he starts getting the shoulder thing and whatever. I, I wouldn't necessarily call that a bust. Walker Bueller was kind of iffy. So even when he was healthy, he wasn't really producing what you wanted him to. And then he got hurt. And then it was like, oh, he couldn't really recover from what he was doing earlier. So that would be a bust. But if it's like a guy like, uh, you know, Mike Trout, who's hitting, you know, two home runs every, you know, three nights or whatever, or Otani. Like if Otani got hurt, I wouldn't call him a bust because of what he's done for you so far. Understandable. That makes sense. And I am, go- I am excited for Mike Trout's second half since by your calculations, he's on pace for about 300 home runs. <laughs> It was an exaggeration, but you, you know, you know, I was trying to make a point. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, of course, no, it makes sense. I mean, it is case specific for sure. Because he he did help you win whatever you have. Like if you were in a good position in the standings or whatever, he was that reason. And then exactly. he gets hurt, and it's like, oh well, you know, let's try and figure out a way to fix that, fix that wound. But anyway, Brandon, what what do you think? You we didn't get your thoughts. Sorry for uh, kind of chiming in in and out on that one. Yeah, I, I would still call him a bust. If you draft a guy early and he doesn't help your team out, I think that's a bust. But I look at it differently. And, like, if, if I drafted Rodgers on my team and he's busting the way he is this year, I'm not going to draft him next year, probably. I'm going to, like, hold no, that negatively I'm, I'm against not. him. I'll have negative feelings <laughs> towards him. I will never touch him. Like, he's still on him. my team right now. I will but never touch Trevor Rodgers again. Bro. If it's due to injury, I, I'd probably still draft the guy again. Like, that's how I scar you the same. I'd call him a bust still, but I'd probably still draft him the following year. Cause if I believed in him going into that year, I'd probably still believe in him the following year. 
That's a good point. That's a good point. So I just look at it different. Like a guy who's not hurt and just like Castiano stinks this year, man. I don't, I wouldn't want to draft him next year. <laughs> like if you had him, right, right. Yeah, I'm just gonna look sense. at him in a in a in a poor way. So I just I don't want him. All right, let's move along. We have two more awards here. They're both MVP awards for the season so far. We're going to start with a hitter here, an MVP hitter. Uh, who's been the best hitter in fantasy pretty much? Brandon, who's the first nominee? Trey Turner, Los Angeles Dodgers. He's the first nominee. Uh, he was drafted first overall at shortstop and first overall as the first overall player. Um, he's, you know, kind of done what I think you'd expect him to do up to this point. He's got 14 home runs on the year, 17 steals. He's got over 120 runs in RBI combined, 22 doubles already, two uh, two triples. Strikes out under 20% of the time, walks a little bit too. He's got that power speed that you obviously look for at the top of drafts. And I think if you're in categories leagues or points leagues, he's the top shortstop in points league. So I think you got kind of what you were looking for with him. And he's performed like an MVP up to this point. So he's the first nominee. For the hitter MVP of 2022. All right. Matty Keelan, the second nominee, please. Aaron Judge, outfielder from the New York Yankees. Uh, he's got 30, 33 home runs, 144 runs plus RBIs, eight stolen bags, a 172 WRC plus. He has the second highest hard hit percentage and the highest barrel percentage. He has 405 fantasy points. That's good for outfielder one in the format. Out and he's actually the fourth highest fantasy producer overall. He's the number one overall player on the fantasy pros player raiders, so that's great for your roto leagues. And given his third round ADP, he was taken at pick 28. Fantasy managers they were able to build such a strong foundation. You know, you could take a guy like Trey Turner early in the first, or another nominee we're going to talk about here in a minute, get your pitcher in the second, has crushed it this year. Other than Otani, where you can use him in uh, pitcher and batting lineups, uh, he would be, if Otani wasn't a thing, he'd be the second best overall hitter behind uh, Jose Ramirez. He's batting 330 on the season. He's got 64 runs, 20 homers, 70 RBIs, even has five stolen bases. The guy is back in his prime. You didn't draft him early, and he would have – it's it's quite possible you have a team if you have Goldschmidt that might also contain one of these hitters that are in the talks for uh, MVP of the first half. I think in, in on the season he's batting over a thousand. Well, he's over a thousand for OPS, along with all his other count and stats. He's the best hitter on the Cardinals. He's one of the best hitters in the league right now. He, he's looking like he's back on the Diamondbacks, and because of where he was drafted. I think Paul Goldschmidt deserves MVP because he just gave you another top three hitter in like the, you know, anywhere from the fifth to eighth round, depending on how people felt about him coming into the season. So Paul Goldschmidt, my personal MVP. Okay. The fourth (laughs) and final nominee is uh, Jose Ramirez from the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, this guy's done it all so far this season. He's batting 288, 19 home runs, 75 RBIs, which is second in Major League Baseball. Uh, oh, yeah, he's also sprinkled in 13 stolen bases to go with those power numbers. Uh, the guy's been fantastic. So, Matty Keewon, please hand me the envelope. Let's find out 
who the 2022 first half MVP for hitters in fantasy baseball has been. Thank you very much. Sir. Let me open this up right here. Take a look. Uh, all four of these guys are absolutely could have won this award, uh, but the GSF podcast has determined that the winner of the award will go to Mr. Jose Ramirez from the Cleveland guardians. Ooh. I mean, it's, he's the best yeah. hitter in baseball. So yeah, the crowd goes wild. Ramirez is good. Very, very good. Yeah. And he just can he's so safe. And sometimes the most valuable isn't always the obscure, you know, long shot that hits. It's the guy that you counted on to be your big dog, and he's performing as such. Mm-hmm. If you built your team around him, man, he he puts you in a nice spot or like and he's gonna keep doing mm-hmm. it. I don't see him slowing down. He's you know? uh He's almost not talked about enough or across the league. Like you, you get your judges, uh, you know, your Otani's, Trout's, big names. Ramirez needs to be up there, right? With them. It's because it's you because of the market. It's yeah, because of, of the market. Of course it is. Yeah. And it's a Cleveland Guardians. Like Judge gets talked about because honestly, he hasn't really been he hasn't been hurt, which you know people expect him to kind of get hurt at some point during the season. But you know, he's in New York. And Otani's Otani. He's a most generational player right now, doing both things on both sides of the ball. I mean, uh, Jose Ramirez just deserves it. He, he, he's, he's been the best. All right. Let's move on to our last award, then. We're sticking with the MVP theme here, going to the pitchers. With that said, we got four nominees. Brandon, who's the first nominee? The first nominee is Sandy Alcantara from the Miami Marlins. I actually don't have his draft his draft information here, but um, it's gone 138 uh, innings on the year. That's first in baseball. 123 strikeouts, eighth. 1.76 ERA. That's the second hot, second best in baseball. And his .9 WHIP is tied for fourth. Um, one of the most efficient pitchers. He's number one in points. And uh, yeah, I th- I think he's you know. He's one of the MVP candidates so far in 2022 uh, for the pitcher position. He was drafted at SP11. Thank you, sir. All right. Maddie, who's our second nominee? Before I go ahead and talk about this nominee, I need to take a second to eat a fat plate of crow because I was dead wrong about this gentleman preseason. And I'm talking about our next nominee, Justin Verlander, starter from the Houston Astros. He was taken in round eight, uh, 96.4 overall. He's 12 and three with a 1.89 ERA, a 0.88 whip, and has a 25.6% K rate. He's still throwing the ball in the mid to high 90s. He's got an 11 11.5% swinging strike rate, which is not his uh, career norm, but it's still above average and very, very effective. He's SP5 in points and SP3 in roto. Uh, if you drafted Justin Verlander as a top dog, you are getting a top dog, and that is why he's a nominee for the first half pitcher MVP. So, Matt, I hope you're cooking up a lot of crow because he was also on my do not draft list back in April. And now he's me and you both, brother. Now he's a pitcher MVP candidate on our show. So, yeah, me and you will be full on some crow tonight. Uh, Nick, (laughs) who is our third nominee for MVP MVP pitcher? 
It's going to be Shane O'Mac. He's got a 10 and 3 record. He's got 147 Ks, 171 ERA, 0.80 whip. The guy is King everybody. He's got his stat cast page is off the charts. He's like 90th or above percentile in all those categories. The guy's just he's he's maybe becoming, or if not, he's becoming probably the best pitcher in baseball right now, right before our eyes. <clears throat> and if you drafted him, I, I don't really have his uh, ADP or anything on me. I know he wasn't one of the first guys taken, but a lot of guy, a lot of people were high on him, and rightfully so. I mean, uh, other than Alcantara, he, he's he's probably been the best pitcher in baseball right now, top three for sure. Shane McClanahan, MVP candidate. He was taken at SP thirty preseason. Mm-hmm. So you did yourself a service by doing so. All right. The guy who was uh, top three SP going into the year and has been performing like one is Mr. Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers. He's pitching like the guy that he was drafted to be, sporting a 2.14 ERA with a whip under one. He's got a 0.90 whip, 144 strikeouts. Uh, the Brewers rotation this year has had some issues this season, but one thing remains that Corbin Burns is still a top pitcher in Major League Baseball. Nick, please hand me the envelope. Thank you very much, you sir. Let's open this open. And the uh, Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast has determined that the first half pitcher MVP of the season will go to Shane McClanahan from the Tampa Bay Rays. Well deserved. Well deserved. His pitch repertoire might be the best in the bigs. All right, there you go. Our 2022 first half uh, fantasy baseball fantasy sports awards has concluded, guys. We're going to head to the uh, after party now. Later on after the oh, show, yeah. GSFS <laughs> podcast after party. Be there. Her Diplo is playing. Or uh, be square. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next segment here, the champion segment, guys. Who's our who's our uh, reigning champion right now? Is that you, Mr. Brendan Duff? That would be me. Yep, my th- uh, thirty-one points from the tag team of Julio Rodriguez and Carlos Santana uh, worked out to be the the winning team last week. J. Rod carried that score. That's man. right. Santana did enough. We were doing uh, most Friday through Sunday uh, last week. Most combined points mm-hmm. in a points league between two players on the same team. Um, like Brandon just said, he won. So let's make up some new rules. What we do is we all go around. We, we pick our champion to represent us and whoever comes out with the most uh, points total for the, uh, the weekend, Friday through Sunday, will be determined the champion. So Brandon, what's the rules this week? I, I kind of stole your idea from last week. I went with a tag team again. All right. Most fantasy points Friday to Sunday, but the only little uh, caveat, the other little caveat I threw in there, a little extra rule was the combined roster percentage had to be under 140%. Okay. All right. Can't pick two studs. Right. All right. You, uh, you're the champion, Brandon. You want one of us to go first and, and throw our guys in? <clears throat> no, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. I'm, right. I just, the, I'm going with the uh, two players from the Philadelphia Phillies, Reese Hoskins and Alec Bohm. Their total uh, roster percentage is 109.7. Uh, they got two lefties on the docket coming up this week. So... I like their they're both they're both hitting lefties really well this season. So that's my tag team. 
All right. Matty Keeman, who are you putting into the ring here? So my teammates are from the Texas Rangers. I'm talking Corey Seager and Leody Tavares. They have a combined roster ship percentage of 120.4. And since the beginning of July, so since June, uh, July 1st, they have nine home runs, 49 runs, so it's RBIs, four stolen bags, a combined 369 batting average, and a 416 WRC+. plus. seager has got 88 points. That's good for first. Tavares has 62 points. That's good for eighth. That's within the last 15 days. This weekend, they take on the Oakland Athletics. And like you said at the top of the show, Brandon Montas will not be on the bump for one of those three games. They have a team ERA of 4.37, which is seventh worst. They've given up 103 home runs, which is ninth worst. And they give up a lot of uh, barreled balls at 8.3%, which is the ninth worst. So that's why I have Corey Seager and Leone Tavares as my champions to represent me in the ultimate fantasy baseball battle. All right. I'm going to throw my guys in right now. I went Cleveland Guardians, uh, fresh off his award, uh, Jose Ramirez and Stephen Kwan. I'm going to throw those guys in there. A combined 139, 139.3%. So right under that 140. Yeah, you just snuck it in. You there. just made you just snuck it in. Yeah. <laughs> Your champion had to take all his clothes off and go behind the towel to get all the weight to make sure he was underweight to make sure the fight was still on. Jose's 99.9% and Quan's 39.3. So, hey, I feel it fitted in. Uh, You know, we just talked about Jose Ramirez. Uh, Stephen Quan, though, is kind of been hot the last month or so back at that leadoff spot. And uh, they got a doubleheader on Saturday. So I'm using a little cheat code. A little cheat code that you guys have done in the past. You know, you guys want to play dirty? You're going to play with the dirtiest player in the game over here, all right? I that too. <laughs> you do. So, yeah, you want, to, you want to take the gloves off? Let's do it. So, all right, yeah, Jose Ramirez and Stephen Kwan. Now, the Chicago White Sox do have good pitching. It's going to be in Chicago. They're going to be seeing Dylan Cease, Oof. Uh, Lance Lynn, <laughs> Cueto, and Giolito. So, they got four uh, tough pitchers, but I have faith. Quan doesn't strike out that often. Jose Ramirez is a monster. So, uh, yeah, Ramirez and Quan this weekend. Uh, Nick, who you got? I am going to go with Kyle Schwarber, who is facing <clears throat> the Cubs. He's been mashing up into the All-Star break, been mashing homers. I'm hoping he has a few big games over the weekend. And I'm going to uh, go with a rookie on the uh, Cardinals. It's going to be Nolan Gorman. What? They're not playing. teammates. Oh. What? Wait, they have to be teammates? Yes. Oh, they have to be teammates? Hmm. Oh, Nicholas, I welcome thought... to the Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast. I... Nice to meet you. Oh, oh, hi. Hi, guys. It's nice to meet you, too. I'm Nick. glad you're so welcoming. Nick, you can I play dirty. You can play dirty, but you no, can't I... cheat like that. That was just <laughs> straight up cheating. I'm I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize they had to be on the seat. Yeah, I thought it just had to be two guys with a roster percentage under uh You must have been sitting there like, wow, this is so weird. They keep picking the guy from the same team. Uh well, I you know, I thought maybe just based on matchups, that's what I was going with. Fine, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch out of Schwarber then. I'm gonna go off of Schwarber, I'm gonna go on man, no one Arenado just off the cuff. Uh they're gonna be playing in Cincinnati. It's a great hitters ballpark. Um Coming off the All Star break, 
Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going with. It's just going to be – it's about 120% cross percentage between the two of them. So, uh, let's go. Let's go cards. Let's go no one. Let's go two no ones. Two no ones. <laughs> <laughs> two no ones, one champion. Two no ones, one champion. Let's go. Yes. All right. If you win picking it on the fly, I'm never doing research for the yeah. Champion. yeah. <laughs> if two if two Nolans I, win, I fly then, by the yeah. seat of my pants. I'm yeah, just, there's no I'm way just... I'm doing this. There's no way. All right, money in the bank. Our final segment where we give our bold prediction for the week, guys. I don't know about you, but I'm two for three in my last three weeks. I'm rolling in the dough. So the after party, you're going to see me popping bottles of champagne after the award show tonight. Me and Mr. Frank Amarante from last week. Because we both yes, are going to be popping re-debt champagne bottles all over the dance floor. <laughs> so last week, I said re-debt would give up at least uh, less than three runs, three earned runs and over six strikeouts at home against the Houston Astros. I believe Frank's was two, two or less earned runs uh six innings six strikeouts so yeah we both cashed in he, he did that two earned runs six k's and uh yeah so we both cashed in for the week i'm gonna give you my week's prediction right now so i'm hot two out of three with well, my last two out of three i'm going with, with another guy who's who's been hot he uh finishes last week before the all-star break hitting the ball uh, all over the place. He just declined a $440 million contract. He won a home run derby on Monday night. And I'm going to go and say Juan Soto continues to stay hot in the desert in Arizona. He's going to get three extra base hits against the Diamondbacks, including two home runs this weekend. So two home runs, three extra base hits altogether for Mr. Juan Soto. Matty Keewan. Please don't tell me you did a one soda. Yeah, I think Matt has to go next. I think yeah. Matt has to go next. All right. So quick recap, Brandon Woodruff absolutely stunk up uh, the house uh, last week and he did not get 10 Ks. I am not kidding. We do not share money in the bank uh, predictions. We leave it to be open on the show. Here is my money in the bank prediction. Juan Soto bashes two home runs against the D-backs. <laughs> I'm not it. playing. That's what it was because. Well, just join me. Join me. Do the extra base hit too. Let's you go. and Frank did it together. I want a piece of Tyler as well. <laughs> Frank, you know, Frank is great on gambling. He's always on Twitter giving great picks. Maybe he was on to something, hitching his wagon to the Tyler St. Gene horse. I'm, I'm just I'm saying, if he only gets two home runs and no third extra base hit, man, and you cash and I don't, I'm still on half the paycheck. I'll give you 10%. <laughs> All right, 10%. Is, is, is a, a like a like a manager fee, but anyway, you mentioned all the things before. He's been hot. Uh, his bad ball data backs up everything. And, and his last ten games, he's got a fifteen point two percent barrel rate, a fifty four point five percent hard hit rate. And he's hit five home runs in his last ten games. You mentioned it a couple times in the show. He's coming off a home run derby victory. The dude is uh, motivated for more way for for a few reasons, I'd say. Uh, and Arizona, you know, they don't give up a ton of homers in their home ballpark, but I do not care. You can still take dose home runs for Juan Soto to the Bunko. Tyler, let's do this, baby. Do it. Go ahead, Brandon. What we got? Yeah, so unlike you, I think I said on last week's show, uh, I think it was like a month and a half since the last time I cashed a check going into last week. So I went back to the OG, Max Scherzer. He was averaging 10 Ks 
uh, per game over his last two starts since he returned off the IL. I went 10, 10 or more strikeouts. Had 11 against the Cubs, so I cashed my check last week. Max brought it back home. And this week, I'm going to go Mr. Rowdy Tellez. Uh, I actually wanted to pick him in my champion segment. I couldn't really find a, a teammate I liked with him. Um, he's got a four-game series coming up this weekend against Colorado. It's in Milwaukee. Um, it's, an act- it's actually a Friday to Monday series. And um, he's got three righties on the slate. I'm going two home runs in that four-game series for Rowdy Tellez. Uh, over the last three weeks, while he only has a 171 batting average, he has seven home runs, a 20% barrel rate, basically. So he's been hitting the ball hard, hitting for power. So I'm going Rowdy Tellez, two home runs, and you can take that to the bank. Brandon and his so, dang buffer games. Always yeah, doing the buffer always, games. Yep. I like that. I like those little you, extra Monday cushion. Games, same team. Yep. I was going to say, Brandon, what, you cash in as well. I'm offering to buy all the champagne of the, the GSFS award at the party, and you cashed in, and you're quietly going to come in and take my champagne. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I drink all the free champagne, man. That's it. <laughs> That's how you do it. But you just submitted, you cashed in, so you're buying a bottle. All right, Nick. Then you Irish up. goodbye and you sneak out before they even know. <laughs> all right. So uh, I did not cash in. Surprise. I uh, went with Frankie Lindor against the Cubs over the the weekend before the All-Star break. I said he was going to have a multi-hit game, hit a home run, have three extra base hits. He had the extra base hits. He had one multi-hit game. And he hit. He had a hit in every single game. He did not have a home run. And unfortunately, that was my downfall because I had to throw that in at the end like usual. And this, I think you added six RBIs. Didn't you have six RBIs as a thing, too? Six RBIs. Yeah. He had – okay, he didn't even come close. He only had two. I forgot about the RBI thing. I just knew I didn't cash. So maybe that maybe that's what the uh, kicker was. This weekend, I'm going to keep it simple. <gasps> I'm going to keep it simple, right? And I, I'm going to try my hardest not to alter it as I, as I, as I go along. Uh, yeah, that goes. Coming back, first game – First games from the uh, All-Star break start tomorrow. John Gray will be going against the Miami Marlins. He's turned it around since the beginning of the season. He's looking rough there after I made that trade with Brandon. But he, he's really come through for me recently. Put in. Put <coughs> in, Nick. Okay. Sorry. He, had a, he, has, a, he has a nice K rate. I'm just going to say he goes six innings, gets eight Ks. All right. Okay, I, I like that one. I like that one. Trying to catch. Take I that like to the it. Bank. I respect Six innings, eight Ks. All right. I don't care how many runs he gives up as long as he gets the eight Ks and goes yeah. six. All yeah, right. Miami strikes right. out a lot. Yeah, and John Gray's been on fire. So, yeah, I'm, I like that. He, last four, he's got nine, eight, seven, and eight. So, yeah. I'm going to keep it right in the middle there. All right. All right. Yeah, guys. Any, uh, let's sign off for the night so we can get this after party started. <laughs> yeah, Diplo's ready to get this party popping. Yeah, and you what guys is, watch a celebrity softball Diplo? game? Diplo's like a he's an EDM guy. He's like a big, uh, big uh, uh, the guy though. The celebrity DJ. softball game. It's Bad Bunny. Oh, no, Bad, Bad Bunny, Bunny and then I also heard uh, Mark Marshmallow will be there. The Bad, guy with Bad Bunny was supposed to come up to bat, and he had Vlad Guerrero pinch it for him. Senior, and oh, then he was wow. supposed to come up to bat again, and he had Big Poppy pinch it for him. Oh, having the studs pinch it for him. That's what that is pretty dope. Space. That's a smart move. That guy's got charisma. Well, Bad Bunny is also like a WWE uh, WrestleMania Superstar. talent. 
Okay. Actually, they there. they signed uh, Paul. Logan they did Paul, to an WWE, actual contract. Yeah. yeah, and he looked actually he looked good in the ring last time I saw him. But uh, yeah, for those uh, you know wanting their wrestling, talk talk to me and Matty Keel. Maybe we'll start a wrestling podcast. <laughs> oh, here. You can go. No more. Yeah, I can talk old school wrestling. Not none of this new new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> talk old school. We'll put some old school talk on the show. Brandon's old, old school. school. I guess those old school. Like it was like Ultimate Warrior. Oh, it's pretty good. Ultimate I can't pretty go old. Oh, that's, that's, way that's way back. That's way back. I'm a stone well, I mean, cold guy. I'm, I'm the oldest. I'm the elder statesman of the show. So <laughs> true. <laughs> Not by much. I forget how much older you are than us. Actually, I feel like you're just right there with us. But yeah, I'm you're, you're like four years or... older, right? No, forty six this year. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Good enough, 46. <laughs> now I'll be 37. Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe I hang out with you. I'm only 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maddie, you want to give the kind of listeners here your social media information before we log off and we'll go around the carousel? Certainly. You can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at Maddie Keywoom. Check out the Fantasy Baseball Market Watch. It comes to you every single morning. We've been off for most of the week, given the break, but we'll be back when the games are back. And you can also find some of my written content on spstreamer.com. Brandon, where the people, where can they find you? Yeah, after after the All-Star break, I'll be Twittering more. So I'll be on there again. Um, at Brando Duff, B-R-A-N-D-O-D-U-F-F. And you can find me on Twitter at BirdmanTS18. And then, Nick, where can uh, people you find can, you? You can find me at on Twitter at the real Saint underscore Nick. And make sure you follow the show's Twitter handle at GSFSPod. It's an absolute must. Go back, listen to our uh, two episodes we had last week. We pulled double duty last week. Great episode tonight. Hope you all agree with our awards. Uh, you know, Give us a tweet. Let us know what you think. If there's something that you feel like we messed up on uh, or who you, who you would have picked for those awards. And uh, until next week, thank you all for tuning in. You have been listening to Grand Slam. Fantasy Sports Podcast. We-